0: From the Lexington Arrow Leader in Kentucky.com, this is sports columnist John Clay, and welcome to our first episode of the Relaunch Podcast. Now we're calling it the John Clay Podcast, and today we're going to preview the Kentucky-Auburn football game on Saturday, September 26th. It's the opener for both teams. It's the SEC College Football Opener. It's a noon start on the SEC Network, and to get a scouting report on the Auburn Tigers, I talked to Jay Tate of AuburnSports.com. He runs the rival site. uh, that covers Auburn athletics including Auburn football and basketball and to get the Kentucky Scouting Report I talked to my friend and colleague Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. So let's get right to it first with Jay Tate of AuburnSports.com and then with Josh Moore of Kentucky.com. My guest is my good friend, my longtime friend, uh, Jay Tate of Auburn Rivals, who covers the Auburn Tigers. He's a former uh, – UK. he's a U.K. alum. Well, Trancy and U.K. Is that correct, Jay? That's correct. I graduated and from both. Graduated from both. Uh, Jay, how long have you been down at Auburn now?
1: Yeah, I came down here in 98, and okay. I've been covering Auburn since about three months into that. I got kicked off campus covering Alabama State University. Uh, yeah some sh- shenanigans you- <laughs> went down there and then i went over to auburn and i've been there since 98
0: <laughs> how did you got kicked off what campus the Alabama uh, State I, campus? or
1: Yeah, when I came down here, I was covering the SWAC, and specifically Alabama State, which is here in town in Montgomery. Uh-huh. And uh, I wrote some stories they didn't like. And okay. so instead of just giving me the cold shoulder, they just actually kicked me off campus. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: <laughs> It happens, man.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, They're known to happen. Of course, Kentucky plays Auburn on Saturday. We're finally starting uh SEC football. Before we get into the game, what do you think of this whole pandemic thing? And – The SEC's decision to, A, play, and B, delay the start of the season and play a 10-game all-conference season. Uh, What do you think of that, and will they be able to pull it off?
1: Uh, I am anti-coronavirus. I don't know if you have (laughs) pro-coronavirus people, (laughs) Professor Clay. I'm I'm Uh, not
0: one of those, no. But go ahead. I live
1: here. I live down in a hot spot. I mean, Montgomery, in the beginning, in the first month, was like one of the hottest spots in the country, and it's still fairly hot down here. People are kind of anti-mask i am not myself but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are so i was concerned that down here i know you guys are in the sec but i don't know if i really consider kentucky really part of the southeast but down this way i was very concerned um and i thought it was a gamble when they first said they were going to go forward but now that we've been down here auburn had a a nice little outbreak maybe a month ago might be five weeks now where they had 12 or 14 kids in quarantine but ever since then it's just been a handful here and there and so I think they've managed it pretty well. And at this point, they're looking like, the SEC is looking like they're really smart folks because I think they're going to be able to pull us off.
0: Do you think they will be, now we're, we are recording this on Tuesday afternoon, and uh, just a little while ago, they announced that Notre Dame-Wake Forest ACC game for Saturday has been postponed. The ACC's had three or four games postponed. There'll been other games postponed or canceled across the country. Do you see that happening with the SEC?
1: Yes, I yeah. think there will be games that are postponed. And I think the Missouri's, in trouble right now. I mean, they may be able to field the team, but they've got some kids out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I think uh, their coach said that they got like seven or something tested positive and they still got two more tests to go before, uh, before their game on Saturday with, with Alabama. Okay. Let's talk about Auburn. Uh, What, what are the, uh, what are the expectations for Auburn this year?
1: Well, they're always high on Gus. I mean, Gus Malzahn makes a lot of money. I think a lot of people here are sad about the huge contract that he's working under right now they they think that auburn kind of overpaid him by about a million dollars a week um so there's always a lot of pressure on him people want him to be one game better no matter whatever he is so uh there's there's really no way they're going to fire him i don't know as though i mean it's weird that the southern miss coach got fired the first week but i I just don't think in this era people are going to get fired and you know, I mean, even if they have a bad year, I, I, I guess the low end would be like a five and five if a bunch of things went wrong. I mean, he's not going to get fired, so I don't know how much pressure there would be. But I'll tell you what, if there wasn't a pandemic, oh, they'd be crawling. They'd be ready to go. Yeah. It just seems like he's an unpopular dude down here.
0: Really? Did did, did beating Alabama kind of uh, buy him some more time last year? Yeah,
1: I think it did. but it's just It like, didn't turn people around? You, this is year eight, I think, for him. I think 13 was his first year as a head coach. And, right. I mean, I mean, he's a nice person, but it just seems like he has this thing where, like, in October he's going to lay at least two eggs, and mm-hmm. it drives everybody crazy. But your point is a good one. He's been very good against Alabama, mm-hmm. and he's had as much success against them as anybody in the country. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, he's been kind of successful, but he always lays eggs, typically against LSU, but uh, other other ones, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's start with the Auburn offense. Bo Nix, the quarterback, we've uh, started last year as a true freshman. Uh, what 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 are the expectations for him, and and what about the other guys on the Auburn offense?
1: Yeah, huge for Bo. I mean, he's just you know his dad was a quarterback here, and he grew up an Auburn fan, and I mean he's just like the chosen one, really. So. And he's a hell of a football player. I, I have never – I covered Cam Newton, who, who's absolutely an outstanding quarterback. But I have never seen a, a player improve as much – a quarterback, I should say, improve that much in one year because Bo in his first game last year was like, "Yeah, it looked kind of shaky. And then, like, every two or three weeks, you kind of think to yourself, damn, he's gotten 25% better. And by the time you get to the Iron Bowl – All the things that he was messing up early in the game, like against Oregon and early in the season, he wasn't doing any of that stuff anymore. He just learns on the fly, and he doesn't make the same mistake twice. And, man, the expectations for me are very high, and I think in general people are expecting, you know, I think he was third-team All-SEC preseason, and I think they would like to see him finish there or second-team or hell, I mean, who knows? Right. there's going to be a lot of pressure put on him to carry this offense he's got some good guys around him but if he were to not be available or if he got hurt it would be a big, a big step down yeah
0: who, who are the couple of guys around him who kentucky fans should look for on saturday
1: well i mean i think their best player overall is a kid named seth williams he's an wide outside receiver. wide receiver he's really good uh makes a lot of acrobatic catches you can't really beat him in phase or in the air he's like six four and He's a bad man. Um, They got a bunch of wideouts that are just a step down from Seth, but he's really good. And, you know, at tailback, they don't have that superstar guy, but they really, they go five deep at tailback. They'll be, we're going with Sean Shivers to start with, who looks like Mighty Mouse. He's five foot seven. uh, And he's the kid who in the Iron Bowl knocked the helmet off that dude for the go-ahead touchdown. It was quite a moment. Uh, So I think he's going to start mostly because he's just the most experienced, but they've got a kid named DJ Williams is really good. They got a a true freshman named Tank Digsby that's really good. They just got a lot of depth there, but Bo Nix to Seth Williams, uh, that's that's the thing you're looking for there.
0: What about uh, a new offensive coordinator with Chad Morris? Will he have much of an effect or is, is it basically Gus's offense? I know they're friends from their days back as a high school coaches in Texas. I mean, do they run pretty much the same offense anyway?
1: A um, little bit different blocking scheme or zone for uh, Chad and then, Gus is allergic to tight ends. I, I don't really understand it, and I've grilled him about this, and he just kind of gives me the mash, 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 mash. but Chad really likes tight ends, and he went out and got a couple really good ones in recruiting. He had one really good one that was already here that was underutilized because Gus was allergic to it. So I think the biggest difference is you're going to see Auburn uh, push the middle of the field in the passing game, which is something that Gus never did, and I think you're going to see tight ends – figure in as receivers much more often they may catch more balls in two weeks than they caught all year last year so wow. that's going to be a big change
0: now what about defensively Kevin Steele's been around for a long time I know uh, Auburn had a pretty good defense last year they had uh, several players I think drafted uh, in the NFL how are they going to be defensively
1: yeah I mean they were really good at front last year They had a first round pick and Derek Brown and and they had Marlon went in the second round so you lose those two guys up front and you think oh man it's calamitous now but i think as a group their line is actually going to be better now because their number three guy number four guy number five guy number six guy are better than they were last year and uh, they have some new juco guys in that i think are better and then they've had some young guys that have kind of stepped up so i think they're going to be decent along the front they just don't have the star power yet uh, linebackers are really good uh, Their nickels really good Uh, In the back, I don't know that they have great cover guys, but they have good hitters and they have two really good safeties. So my guess is that out of 10, I'd say this defense is probably a six right now uh, with the ceiling being maybe a seven and a half. I I just don't quite see the star power, but they have a lot of depth.
0: What about the kicking game?
1: Eh, you know how it goes. (laughs) I mean, they have got Anders Carlson, who's the younger brother of Daniel Carlson who's in the NFL kicked the uh, go ahead field goal. Well, I guess he solidified the win for Vegas last night. And Anders was supposed to be like this, you know, superstar badass, but he's kind of been shaky outside of 40 yards the whole time. So I don't know if he's reliable at that distance. It was just weird, man. It was obvious at a point last year, John, that he couldn't hit outside of 40 and Gus just kept trotting him out there to kick 40 yard field goals. And he kept shanking them. And it's like, are you trying to kill a kid? Like what? I don't understand. So. They'll run him out there again and kick from forty and hope that he hits him. Uh, and then punter, I don't know what they've got there. They got some Australian dude that they're fired up about.
0: Yeah, everybody's got an Australian dude. Kentucky's had a, like three <laughs> right, right. here. They got a couple. And they got another one coming in on the way. Uh, they, now there are a couple of side stories to this game that involve kind of Auburn UK ties. One is Joey Gatewood, the quarterback at Kentucky, who started out at Auburn, transferred his his eligibility is still up in the air as to whether he's going to be eligible and whether he's going to be find out if he's eligible. Or not before the game on Saturday. How was how was Gatewood at Auburn? What what was uh, why did he leave Auburn and, and what kind of player was he thought to be there?
1: I'll tell you what, man. I mean, I've covered Auburn for 20 years now, and he's probably one of my five favorite players I've ever covered in any sport. He's just a happy really? person, he's a funny dude, he's self-aware, and he's just awesome to hang out with. I'm so stoked that Kentucky took him because He's just a big plus for that program. I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback. Mm. I always thought he'd be a tight end, but he's a tremendous athlete, and again, he's very coachable. The reason he left here was he committed to Auburn like two years early, and he was a quarterback at Bartram Trail down in Jacksonville, and he was kind of like a part-time starter because his mechanics were kind of wacky. Like, he would make these great throws, and then the next throw would be terrible, and the next throw would be great, and the next throw would be terrible. So he just wasn't really reliable, and then Bo Nix came along and he was always going to be the starter. And, you know, Joey just kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I really think that Auburn should have used Joey Gatewood last year at Florida. They were down there. Bo got rattled and I thought Bo needed to come out and they should have played Joey. They didn't do that. And I was kind of getting on Gus about it after the game. And he was like, look, Bo's going to be our quarterback. There's no reason to change it. So at that point, that's when Joey left. I mean, he had to know right there. Yeah. So I'm really fired up about him. Kentucky made a great choice. Eddie Graham made a great choice. And I just hope that he turns into something really special at UK. He's just an awesome kid.
0: And the, well, the other guy is Eddie Graham, who was uh, Kentucky's offensive coordinator, who was assistant for quite a few years there at Auburn. Uh, what did what did the people there think of Eddie? And, and here he is, kind of a homecoming for him coming back to play on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I love Eddie, man. One of the really, really good dudes that's coached here um you know he was kind of a young coach when I was a young reporter and so we kind of worked together a lot back in the days when you could work with coaches you know when they we weren't all paranoid and stuff. <laughs> he was notably not paranoid relative oh. to most coaches and I always remember him back uh this is back when Auburn was having a bunch of drama and we were chasing planes at the airport and stuff like trying to figure out who was coming in and who was going out and all that crap and uh, I went over there one day and, and intercepted somebody at the airport, and I got yelled at by their director of football ops for being a, a chode or wh- I mean, whatever. They were calling me because they didn't want me snooping around, you know. Right. And it was raining, and and Eddie just kind of called me over to his car, and, and I sat in there with him. And he goes, hey, look, man, people are going to give you hell for doing this, but you're doing a hell of a job. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. I admire your industriousness, so don't let them worry about it. You're professional, and I like you. Let's and I, that was really cool. I was a young reporter at the time, so I was nervous, and, and I that really changed my day, man. That's the kind of guy he is.
0: Yeah, he's 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 he he does he's a good guy, uh, and he's done a heck of a job. At Kentucky, uh, had a couple as, as Kentucky fans know, and of course they you know all offensive coordinators people are always on him. They want fifty points a game. They want to throw the ball all over the place. But he's had at least two years especially last year where he lost his quarterback early in the year he had to revamp his offense and change and yeah and I was one of the ones when they moved limbo to quarterback is this going to work and they ended up winning eight games and winning a bowl game so he's done a tremendous job Jay what what the game on Saturday what what do you see as the keys for for Auburn in this game
1: well I mean they got to stop they, they got to be tough up front and I, I think they are tough they're not going to be as tough as they were last year but you know, I mean, UK stepped up, man. I, I, they're definitely a program that's, that's taken a step forward in the SEC. And I think in time can take another step forward. And I just think that, I don't know, you know, last time Kentucky showed up here, it was a really cold night and Kentucky won. I think a lot of people are still bitter about that. Yeah, That wasn't really on Gus per se. He was a coordinator at that time. But I don't know, man. I, I think Auburn's better, but. You know, It's weird. You watch these games so far in college and the NFL, and it's like road teams don't feel intimidated anymore. I mean, there's no fans there. So I I always give these underdog teams a chance. And, I mean, Kentucky's not that big of an underdog. I think it's a seven-point spread. And, I mean, Kentucky's legit, man. If they come down here and win, it's not because anybody here took them lightly. Uh, They're concerned. And, you know, good for Kentucky. Uh, You know, Stoops was somebody that people at Auburn really, really wanted to be the coordinator back years ago, 10, 12 years ago didn't get him, it's pretty cool to see a guy that Auburn wanted so badly in that spot to then become a head coach at Kentucky and, and really do a good job. Kentucky's, people are worried about him now.
0: Yeah. What, what what do you think the effect of not having like a, you know, uh, one or two non-conference games before you play an SEC game and also, you know, not really having the typical training camp like you normally have, the typical off-season, off-summer workouts? I mean, are you looking for a sloppy game with a lot of penalties, maybe some turnovers, or do you think that uh, we'll see just your typical SEC game?
1: No, I think it's going to be sloppy. I look at Auburn, I mean, look at the offensive line. you got a new starter at ta- right tackle, new starter at right guard, young guy at center, new starter at left guard, two possible new starters at left tackle. I mean, that's going to be a mess. Come on. And they got a redshirt freshman starting at cornerback. He's going to have issues. I expect to see communication problems and penalties and just kind of some confusion that, you know, that would have been worked out had Auburn played Alcorn State in the first week and Kentucky played whoever they were going to play. But, hey, man, I mean, at this point, you're just trying to cash those checks, yo. I mean, the SEC is out there to make money and – and withhold their deal with CBS and ESPN to get this money and right. keep things going and avoid being the next Utah, where right. you got to put everybody on furlough because you're broke. Right. So just get through the season, and I, I think that's kind of the spirit that SEC folks ought to have.
0: Yeah. No, I got. I agree. I agree totally. Uh, well, Jay, tell uh, the listeners how they can check out your work. If they want to read up on Auburn or, or watch Auburn because, as you were telling me, you all do a lot of video on your Yeah. Site.
1: We do a lot of videos now. Heck, I make more doing video than I did my first newspaper job. Now, <laughs> that's a true story. Um, I'm at auburnsports.com. I'm the publisher there. I am a UK graduate 98 and I'm a Trancy graduate 94. Actually, my daughter was almost went to Trancy. Uh, it was in her final two. It came down to Trancy in South Alabama and she chose South, South because Alabama. it's a lot closer and it has a medical school. Uh, but anyway, okay. I, I I spent a lot of my good years in Lexington and uh, have good memories from Kentucky. A lot of friends that went there, so and I met you there, John Clay.
0: That's correct. That is correct.
1: You, <laughs> you were my professor. I think uh, really? Jen Smith does that job now. We right?
0: don't want She does. That's correct. Former UK beat writer uh, for the Herald, Jen Smith. That's correct. But uh, we don't want to. That, that right was a long time team. ago. It was a lot of different business back then. <laughs>
1: She was my boss at the Colonel once upon a time, and Brett Dawson was there. I mean, a lot of great reporters—not me, but others.
0: No, you included. (laughs) You're very nice to say
1: so, Professor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You included. No, there's been a a Colonel was a great experience when I went to school, and there's a lot of there's a lot of really good people, not myself excluded. There's really a lot of good people who've come out of the Colonel. Well, Jay, I sure appreciate you being on the podcast. I, like you, i am glad we're going to have a game on Saturday. I hope everybody can stay safe and healthy. Now, what's the crowd? Auburn, how many people are they going to let
1: in? It's like 15-ish, 16-ish with a heavy emphasis on students. So I'm thinking maybe less than 1,000 regular folks and then just students in the lower bowl. Uh, I think it's basically just come as you are. So uh, that's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. No, it will be. No doubt about it. Well, Jay, once again, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Be sure everybody can check out his work. Thanks again, Jay. You bet, man. My guest now on the podcast is my colleague and friend, uh, UK football beat person uh, extraordinaire for uh, the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, Josh Moore. How you doing today, Josh?
2: I'm well, John. I'm excited to, you know, I guess not be traveling. That's kind of a new thing. But I'm excited for this football game. Uh, you know, we'll get to watch it with, with with all the others on TV this weekend. It'll be uh, interesting to do that. I'm kind of, you know, obviously excited for the season to be starting, but also kind of just excited to see how, you know, from our selfish standpoint, just how all this plays out from a you know a day of coverage. Because you know how that is in the press box usually, how that goes.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. Yes, we, we are not traveling. Yeah, full disclosure, we are not traveling to Auburn. Uh, the FCC schools with uh, limited attendance and so forth, they are uh, limiting uh, uh, people in the press box and so forth, media in the press box. So we decided not to make the trip to Auburn. We'll be covering it uh, off TV. It's a noon game at the on the SEC the network. Uh, Josh, I'll ask you the same question I asked Landon. You know, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, by the way. I'll ask you the same question I asked Landon Young last night when we did the Zoom call with the U.K. offense. Was there a time you thought that uh, we might not get to this, that there might not be a uh, college football season or an SEC football season?
2: Oh, for sure. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. I mean, I I remember us recording, you know, it's been several months ago now. And um, I don't know, I guess, you know, I think we were both kind of of the mind that it it seemed like it was going to happen just because of the money involved and the uh, and obviously that's kind of played yeah. out that way but you know especially early on you know back in April or so it seems like you know it seems like nothing was seemed like the whole year was off basically you know we were just going to just spend the NBA and and the MLB not starting and and everything and we were just going to go through this year and bunker down and see what happened and obviously we learned more about the you know or I guess we learned more about the virus and 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 you know we've, we've kind of everybody's trying to do their part or hopefully doing their part to do what they can to limit it. And now we're we're seeing, you know, I think for for college, you know, it helps to see like how MLB kind of handled things. Um, you know how the NFL was kind of operating its own procedures and and you know the NBA obviously. I mean you can't really emulate that you know model at the college football level, but but seeing what they did and how how smoothly you know their containment procedures and everything win. I think, you know, it kind of made the decision a little easier. I mean, it was always going to be a hard decision. And, and they can, you know, they can say, talk about student-athlete safety all they want to as, as the guiding principle. But, I mean, if that was – to me, if that's the case, then you wouldn't play. Like, if it's the number one thing, you definitely wouldn't play. Like, if it's the only thing that matters. But it's not the only thing that matters. There's obviously a lot of money on the line. And, and you know, so I, I, you know, I can understand – the decision to play and you know I, I can't fault them for because I'll be there you know next week in the press box when UK hosts all Miss so um it'll be you know just a, a thing that people we're just gonna have to wait and see obviously it, it helped I think the SEC to have these few weeks here of other conferences doing it too I think that's been um that's probably had to have been really helpful for them.
0: Yeah, no, no. Say, so you, Josh, just your second year on the beat. You're so cynical. You think they're just playing for the money.
2: <laughs> I think, uh, I think the, the kids are playing for all the all the good stuff. You know, the yeah. glory, the, the they represent their team, and you know, and uh, you know, you know, college athletics are just so strange. I love them, but it's you know, there's a lot of weird things. Them too. <laughs> yeah,
0: you kind of have to put uh, that to the side. And when you're covering the games and just concentrate on the game. So let's just concentrate on this game. Kentucky opens up with Auburn down at Auburn on Saturday. Uh, what the now, um now because like or said earlier about uh, limiting press box, they've limited us to what we can do as far as uh, talking to coaches and players. They do Zoom conference calls after practice um, during the week. Leading up to this game week, we got uh, two during the week, offense one day, defense another day, where we get the coordinator and a couple of players. And we get Mark Stoops um, on Saturday on Zoom. And we had Mark again on Monday on his regular, instead of his luncheon, he did a Zoom call. Uh, what do you gather from all that about how, how camp has gone? Do you feel like that they feel like they've had a good camp?
2: Absolutely. I think, I mean, they've been really, you know, from the get-go talking about, you know, cause they had a lot of starters coming back, 18, 19 starters. Uh, return, you know, it dep- it kind of depends on how you – usually when you're talking about starters, it's guys who played last year, but obviously right. Kerry Wilson didn't play most of the last year. Um, and, and, you know, he's kind of counted into that figure. So, um, you know, however you, however you want to say it, it's a lot of starters coming back for this team. And a lot of, you know, guys who didn't start but also played a lot last year. And that's allowed them to – to do things, you know, at a faster rate, uh, install things, and just kind of go through, you know, routines, you know, a little bit more fine tuned, um, because they have all that experience on the on the roster, and you've got, you know, I think you've got a, a very motivated coaching staff. Obviously, everybody's excited to just be playing. I mean, I think that's you can't discount that for anybody this year. Just how, you know, going back to you know when we thinking when we're thinking we're not going to play. You know these guys are you know as motivated as anybody because they're actually you know you know because it's still going to be a week by week thing, right? Like they're going to want to you know it could all shut down within a month depending on how it goes, um, or you know you're or you could you know just next day they could play this week and maybe a game doesn't uh, you know happen next week because of a contact tracing or whatever. So you you know they just seem like a really motivated group. They're really excited. They're getting to install. Um, you know, it, it, what they want to, to, you know, from the get-go, it seemed like there was a lot of talk about, you know, just being able to do things faster, being able to get through <clears throat> camp without, um, you know, having to go through the basics as much because you've got guys who've been in the program. Um, and it starts with Terry Wilson. Obviously having him back is, is massive. And, and I think that's, a, you know, another reason to, to be really excited, um, you know, or that these guys should be really excited because they have a guy that they've, you know, Seen a lot from uh, in practice, obviously, a lot more than we've seen uh, just because he's been sidelined so long.
0: Yeah, speaking of Terry, I mean, they seem to think that he's back and pretty close to 100%. They talked about early on, Mark Stoops talked about, uh, I guess, in practice, he tucked the ball down and ran with it. And, uh, uh, that he, he referred to him as a bolt. And, uh, yeah, Terry missed all of last – well, not all of last year. He was uh, injured in the second game, Taurus patellar tendon missed the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I get the impression that they feel like that he's back to pretty much where he was before.
2: It sure seems that way. I think, uh, you you know, obviously you got to get him out there and let him get hit, right? That's the, the first, you know, because right. they're not tax tack- practice. So, you know, the first hit. And just mentally that I think it's the I don't have any reason to think physically he's not there, but just mentally that's a lot right. to, you know, still get used to. Even you know, he's he's taking hits for, you know, twenty plus years of his life, but but, but you know, right. is this one's gonna be a little different. You know, the first one's gonna be a little different this time. Um so you know and I think that's something hopefully he can handle and be able to, to you know you know it helps, you know, obviously that he has one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in the country in front of him. That right. you know that's a you feel a little better when you're Terry Wilson going out there against the, you know, ten SEC teams this year. That 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 you've got a lot of good guys, a lot of experience up front, and a lot of, you know, you know, just, I mean, you, there's going to, I mean, it's not crazy to think that at least three of those guys could be drafted next April. So I think that's, you know, sort of, you know, unprecedented for for this team to have that much talent up front, and you know, you know, I think you know it's just a testament to. How they you know that group has come along and 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 it's really you know as much as important as Terry is that's kind of the you know that's going to be the key for for this team and all of college football is for just the offensive lines to you know stay healthy not just like a regular sense but you know the COVID sense because that's obviously the the group that I think is most you know that in the D line that's most you know difficult to replace if you end up in a situation where you limits your, your exposure to guys or whatever. So right. um it's gonna be, you know, Drake and, and Landon and and Darren Kennard and Luke Fortner and, and whoever ends up there at the guard spot, Kenneth Horsey's on the death chart, but it could be Austin Dawson. I mean, all those guys are gonna be, you know, just uh, incredibly uh, impactful this year. Um even more so than they you know you know should have been just because of that. They you know they no one needs to watch out for their health more than those guys this year right
0: so so like you said we didn't get usually we get to see the team in practice one or two days uh during training camp leading up to the first game but we didn't get to do that this year with the covid and so forth so what are you going to be looking for saturday josh what what uh when we're when we're watching it on the sec network uh what what are you going to be what, what what's one or two of the first things or among the first things that you're going to be watching that you're curious to see on saturday
1: I
2: think it. I mean, it's hard not to. to I mean, because we know, like, we know what we should be getting from the running backs. We we know what the off. We know the offensive line is going to do its job. We mostly know what to expect from Terry. I think you know. Hopefully, you you look to more. You think you know more that he's more like what he was the first couple of games last year, than you know some of the you know because that was the thing after his first season was, you know, pretty accurate passer, but some of the decisions and, and all security stuff was a was problem and that that didn't seem to be as big an issue early on last year but also the teams you know you're playing weren't, weren't Auburn so right. uh, that's you know that's the thing to keep an eye on but uh, for me the, the wide receivers if those guys you know they they've, they've talked a lot about being you know being able to build chemistry they were out in the parks around Lexington practicing as they could you know, when things were – before we even knew that we were going to be able to play, like before that, that on campus, you know, those guys were, were, you know, doing rogue chemistry building sessions, you know, in the offseason on their own time. And, and, and you know, they've talked a lot about building that up and making plays. And, you know, we got to see it, though. I mean, those, those guys basically took a year off. I mean, they were asked to do a lot. They blocked a lot. They made a lot of sacrifices. And I think they'll get an opportunity to, to show that, you know, that they – didn't just get sidelined for nothing. Um, but this team is also, I think, really well equipped to run the ball. And if they can't um, make those plays, then it, I mean, it won't be too surprising if they were to lean more back into the run again. I think, I mean, they, 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 you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. And obviously you have to be able to you – because know, they, they, if, if they're going to take the level – I think they can win five games minimum just doing almost a version of what they did last year. I really do. But to to beat the Georgias, to beat the you know Alabamas, if you want to go there, you have to you have to be able to to throw the ball, and and, and, and they have to prove that they're capable of doing that, you know, before those games come around on schedule.
0: Yeah, that's no, true. Okay, let's switch over to defense. What do you, what's the biggest question mark in your mind on defense? What will you be looking for from that side of the ball?
2: Oh, the depth. I mean, the depth at linebacker is really the thing that you know jumps out i think to everybody uh especially on the inside there's just not a lot of bodies i mean not, not a you know they they, they you know and, and you know i don't know i don't remember if we've talked about chris Oates on here obviously that's a bad situation they've never disclosed what happened but you know to me that you know if, if it's not disclosable then it's not good um no the fact, know, re- yeah not to interrupt
0: but yeah the fact that you know, Mark Stoops said Monday they're going to have a, a players going to wear a number twenty two each game this season, starting with DeAndre Square. Uh, going to wear Chris's uh, Chris's number for the Auburn game, and then Keaton Upshaw, who's Chris's roommate, is going to wear it for the second game. Yeah, that doesn't uh, the fact that they're going to that extent. Uh, uh, you know, not that we didn't not that we didn't know that it was a serious situation, but to me, that kind of may, that kind of adds a little to the gravity of the situation that they're they're going to do that.
2: Yeah, it seems, and that's a great. I love that they're doing that for 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 him, and and kind of making him feel like he's there. Um, you know, because I don't even. I mean, they've they've said that he's in a rehab facility, but but you know, I don't know. Is he? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I, you know, is he able to, to even watch the game? I don't yeah. know. I just yeah. don't know.
0: We just don't um, have much, we just don't have any information on that. No.
2: And so that's great, you know, to make him you know, feel a part of it. You because know, he is a part of it, and, and he was going to be a guy. He was going to be a starter. I mean, he definitely would have been a starting linebacker on this team, and and that was a and they were thin before that. Like you know, they, him just losing him just made it, it even more um, pressing. So you know, I think that first wave. You know, Jamin Davis kind of filling in for, for, for Chris and, and obviously Square. He's played several years now, you know, a couple of years now, and, and he knows what he's doing. Um, that first wave is as good as anybody in the league. Um, you know, it's the, when you get behind them, you know, not saying that those guys aren't, aren't capable, but it's just you just don't know. You know, it's, it's Casey, Marquez, Ben Briggs, guys that have been kind of converted from going outside to the inside, and, and now – um, just you know, it's, it's different. It's being asked to do some things that they, you know, hadn't been asked to do before. And and you know, and and you know, it's one thing if they've shown it in practice. That's great. But doing it in a game against some of the fastest athletes in the country, that's a different story. So you just gotta, you know, hope that hope that your athletes in practice are are good uh, uh, models for for that, and, and that you're able to translate that as you need to. Um, and I think you know. I'm not so worried about their technique or their ability to play. I'm just am more worried about their ability to withstand injuries, because um, I think they've, you know, I think Brad White and that, that group has really shown that, you know, they can, you know, get these guys ready um, and build up their their troops. Um, but the problem is when you don't have that many troops, it's a, you know, it, get, it can get hairy in the SEC.
0: Right, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, so Kentucky is, I think, about an eight-point underdog. I think I've seen anywhere from eight to ten uh, points going into Saturday. What What does What are the keys? What does UK have to do Saturday to pull off the pull off the upset to beat Auburn at Auburn?
2: Well, so I was looking at this yesterday. I think what obviously, the biggest thing is make it just just make things make things as hard as you can on Bo Nix because he's right. you know you limit what he can do. And that's gonna, you know, they they have, I mean, they they have talent. It's, it's 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 Auburn. It's not like it's not Central Michigan, you know. It, it's they're gonna. So it's like taking him away isn't gonna outright win you the game, but that making life hard on him, making him especially early. That offensive line they have is 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 young, and you know they only bring back one starter. They've got another guy who started a lot of games at, at Akron, but you know he's he's still new to the group. Right. Um So that's you. You want to attack. I think you want to go from the get-go, make him know you're there, and 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 you know contain, you know just keep him from having a big game. He threw for 200 plus yards four times last year, and Kentucky in four games last year only allowed. You know they 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 had four games in which they gave up 200 plus passing yards, but they never. They only allowed it once to a single quarterback. Some of those instances were guys like switching around and wide receivers throwing the balls and stuff like that. So, if you look at it that way, they had a really good year against good quarterbacks. Um, right. you know, one of, one of them being Jake Fromm, a guy that's, you know, uh, you know, was coming out of Georgia and was really big. He only threw for like 26 yards or something. Um, you know, the, obviously the rain was a different deal. Yeah. And that's something, you know, the rain, um, you know there's some rain in the forecast maybe that's something maybe you can just tap into that mojo from last year a little bit and be able to dominate up front and 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 go what you uh you know kind of do what you can do you do what you know you can do um and just getting you know separation again the receiver with the receivers i think you know they're gonna you know obviously got a talented secondary but it's not like you know you know they don't seem like they're Kind of you counted among the you know the best in the in the league. I mean they're you know they're good, but they're not like the you know world beaters um, type guys. Or at least they're not you know in that same conversation as some of the other you know the Alabamas and the Floridas and, and whatnot. But so just do what you can to go out there and 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 you know not you know just make place. I mean that's what you have to prove that. And you know I don't know. I've been saying for a while. I think Kentucky's going to beat Auburn. I think to me they're not that to me they're very if it weren't for the names on the jerseys you I think you almost you could make a really easy case that Kentucky should be the favorite um I don't know man that's crazy I am I, not to, I obviously know Kentucky better than Auburn so that there's obviously that wrinkle you know as far as my opinion of the thing but I just think I just really think they're even like I, I really yeah. do think they're Really close to in terms of talent level, um, you know, especially among the first groups. I mean, Auburn's got more, you know, guys waiting in the wings that are like have more stars or whatever. But but you know, those guys are all young too. I mean, right. I think I think they're the very very even teams, um, and you know, it doesn't hurt Kentucky to go down there. I know they're gonna have a of crowd of students and be popping in noise. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear, see what you know after they played like what they say about that experience as far as like how loud it is or whatever i think that'll be really interesting to see because that'll be basically you can kind of probably translate that to the rest of the year mm-hmm. and to you know when opponents come to kroger field what they'll kind of be hearing too
0: yeah i'd be interested to see this first weekend of fcc with the seven games uh, how much of a home field advantage there is because of you know, like you say, limited crowds or no crowds in some places. I think Vanderbilt. I think well, although they're on the road this week, but I think most most people in the SEC are having limited crowds. Uh, I was looking. I went back and looked uh, last night. I think out of the forty nine games that have been played so far, uh, twenty the road team has won twenty of those games. Uh, so. Uh, the uh i think uh, 20 and 29 i think is the road record coming in so i'll be interested to see with the sec how much of an effect that has i mean are you is there no more home field advantage because you're not going to have a big crowd there that you know we'll see we'll see on saturday although we'll we'll see on tv because uh, we won't be there we'll get more of a taste for that i guess uh, the following week at uh, kroger field but uh, anyway well josh i know you've been doing a ton of stuff um leading up to the course we've had (laughs) over these past few weeks without a game uh you know a ton of stuff previewing the team and so forth Uh, anything in particular that you're working on now or people should look for between now and saturday or that you've done recently that you want to make sure they check out
2: yeah i mean i think you know we did a lot of position group stories and i think there are a few you know a few of those that were pretty interesting especially getting into guys that you know, we haven't heard from him in a while. Devonte Robinson's guy. You know, he didn't. He was never like directly available to the media, but we were able to get an interview with him through uh, UK's PR people. Um, that was fun to talk to him, catch up with him. A Lexington guy that that you know has been through. You know, it, you know, we all talk about Terry. He's basically, you know, he's had to go through the, basically the same rehab. Um, you know, because the quad is so important there with what what happened to to Terry and. Uh, Devontae, as far as like keeping that from atrophy, atrophying, right? Um, uh, the new uh, long snapper, I know long snappers aren't sexy, but uh, uh, de DeGraw is, is a guy that you know is going to be big for the team, right? Really. Important position, like, like Blake Best, four year starter, um, mm-hmm. never, never botched a snap, um. I don't know how many long. I mean, how many long snappers in UK history can say that? Right. Uh, I don't know, uh, but, but you know, so you want him to come out and play. A, a, you know, a, right. You know, never just. You don't want to hear his name, basically, and, and that's something that's kind of the just the story is. You know, he's a guy that wants to go out there and just do his job and be a part of this team, and you know, kind of fun guy. You know, he's a, from Mississippi, and uh, you know, just kind of ended up at UK without any real existing connections uh just you know josh larman was down there recruiting linemen and found a long snapper so it's kind of kind of a fun story uh, i think all those are good i think and obviously every you and mark have had plenty of columns that you know looking at, ahead to this season and, and trying to make sense of all this stuff and right. i think everybody's done a good job ben uh, roberts did compile those picks for us you know media picks i think that's stuff that would be fun for i think there's a lot of you know if you're a kentucky fan who thinks everybody hates you um You know, I don't know that that's true. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not, you know, still, you know, they're still carrying the weight, the baggage of Kentucky teams' past. Sure, that's for sure. Um, But you look through those picks and, you know, national and local and and, and across the SEC, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot more six and fours and seven and threes in there than there were, you know, losing records. Right, right.
0: No, no. No, it should be an interesting year, not just for the COVID, but because, I mean, this is a Kentucky team that's got a lot of people back. Obviously, losing Lynn Bowden, you could make the case that Lynn Bowden was the primary reason why they were able to win, end up winning eight games and win the Belk Bowl last year. But they do have a lot of people back uh, on both sides of the ball. And like you mentioned, the offensive line, four starters back from an offensive line did a heck of a job last year. So I know we're both looking forward to Saturday getting this SEC Football season underway. Uh, Josh, how can they follow you on Twitter?
2: Yeah, it's uh, at Josh Moore HL, and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I am, you know, I've been as negative as some, as, as almost anybody, as far as about playing these games and whether we should or not. But I like college football, and and I want to. I am so excited to see this game finally. I, I've never been more excited to wake up <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning and start getting ready. Like. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be nice to just to watch a Kentucky football game.
0: It definitely will. And, and though we won't be there, we will have plenty of coverage, uh, the game. And uh, uh, so be sure and check Josh out. Be sure and check out all of his coverage at Kentucky.com. Check him on Twitter during the game. Uh, and Josh, I sure appreciate
2: you being on the podcast. Yes, sir. It's always fun, John. That's, uh, that's you know, hope we get to do this every week.
0: We will. We'll be previewing every game this week, I mean this year. So be sure and look forward to that. Thanks again, Josh. Thanks, man. Okay, my thanks to Jay Tate of AuburnSports.com. Be sure and check out all of their Auburn coverage there. It's the rival site for Auburn, of which Jay is the publisher. Be sure and check him out. Also, my thanks to Josh Moore, my friend and colleague from the Lakes and Arrow Leader who covers UK football. Check him out on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. Be sure and check out all of his Kentucky football coverage on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader. We appreciate everyone who is who supports our work through a uh, subscription either to the print edition or the digital edition of Kentucky.com. Remember, you can get a sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's just $30 for the first year. You get all of our Kentucky football, all of our Kentucky basketball, Kentucky recruiting with Ben Roberts, our high school coverage with Jerry. You get it all for $30 for the first year. Just go to Kentucky.com, hit that subscribe button, check out our subscription offers, including the sports-only subscription. Uh, we thank everybody for checking out these podcasts, just as we did last year. I'll have Mark Story. Uh, we'll be talking to my colleague and fellow columnist at the Herald Leader, Mark Story. We'll have a podcast uh, either Sunday night or Monday morning reviewing the Kentucky-Auburn game. Be sure to check out all of our coverage from the game on Saturday. We'll have plenty on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Arrow Leader on Sunday. Remember, it's a noon start on the SEC Network. Thanks again for listening to these podcasts. We sure appreciate it, and we'll be talking to you again soon.